Welcome to episode 23 of Off the Post Boston Sports with Brandon and Carter. And we're coming to you a little earlier than I think we want to, Carter. Something unusual in the football season. Yeah, but something we've been preparing for for the last uh, week or two. Uh, it's not obviously where you want to be, but it's not the worst way to end the season either. Would you have rather seen the Patriots lose today's game to get a higher draft pick? And the reason I'm asking you this is because I've seen a lot of talk on the internet, and I want your first reaction to that question. No. Um, and I'm not about one of those guys that's like, well, play for your pride. Play because you know, play football because you want to win the game. And Bill Belichick and and the rest of management with the Patriots are always, you know, on to Cincinnati, on to the next one, um, and looking towards the future. And I think. If Bill Belichick really wanted to send a signal that he's not interested in this season, then sure he could. He could say, you know, we'll start, we'll start him, and we'll rest, we'll rest uh, the guys that have been putting in a lot of work. But no, he's gonna, he's gonna start the guys that he thinks is gonna give us the best chance to. And I and also, the, don't, I don't think when you see people saying, "Well, this team's tanking, that team's tanking," you've been in a locker room at a high high level of sports you can't you you can't go into a locker room with 53 grown men and say hey guys i'm gonna need you to step out of bounds or i'm gonna need you to drop a pass i'm gonna need you to miss a tackle those conversations don't exist so when i see people saying teams are tanking teams are trying to get draft picks that's so much false information those conversations do not exist in a professional organization yeah i'm sorry they're not tanking they're just not a good team this year like jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars want to win games. The The Jets want to win games. But, you know, they just don't have the personnel. They don't have the coaching staff to do it. And as a, as a result, they're going to get a higher draft pick, which is great for them. But that's, you know, Frank talking about he doesn't want to go out with a, with a completely defeated season in his last season in the NFL. And he's playing for the Jets. He's rushed for 16,000 yards in his career. Not once has he talked about, you know, this season we – we need a higher draft pick, so we're. I'm just going to run for 50 yards this game. It doesn't happen. No, and that's why whenever I see tank for Trevor and I see tank this, tank that, it, it doesn't happen. So I want to move into the next question. Cam Newton played his most likely his final game in New England. He played a decent game against a bad football team. What do you believe the reasoning is that Bill these last two games didn't give Stidham one full NFL game playing against teams like last week that still needed to win. He doesn't believe in him. Stidham is not the answer. Um, and if Bill really believed that Stidham needed to grow and had, had time to develop and giving him little shots here and there would, would give him that chance to develop mentally, physically, and tactically, then sure. But Stidham, he clearly doesn't believe in, in Jared Stidham. And I expect that I expect that we're going to release Jared Stidham. I don't expect to see Cam Newton again. I expect Hoyer to be gone. I expect a full a full haul of the quarterback room, honestly, uh, with the New England Patriots. And I think we're going to see um, some acquisitions of a couple veterans for a backup. And I think we're going to see a, a quarterback picked in the first round. Do you see – so you're saying Stidham's going to be gone. I do agree with you on that. Do you put this year on Cam Newton, or no. I because I, I, I personally say your number one receiver was an undrafted Jacoby Myers out of NC State. There's so no, there's just no chance. There's no chance you can put the entire season on Cam. There's 11 people that play on offense, and there's 11 people that play on defense. 
The Patriots had the most opt-outs of any team in the NFL. Cam had no off-season and no preseason to sort of get into understanding of a completely new playbook than what he's used to. Completely new coaching staff, completely new tactics, calling lines, calling calling plays at the line of scrimmage, which he's never done before for the first time in his career. It's not – this is about as well as you should have expected it to go. Cam Newton's an, an incredible athlete, but you can only learn so much with no number one wide receiver – um, a, a banged up offensive line that's gotten shuffled around and arguably your best receiver being correct, either Jacoby Myers or James White. And it's just not, it's not, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a fit the way we thought it would be. Cam's an, intellect, an, an, an intellectual guy, but there's only so much information you can, sh- you can force into somebody's brain on the fly in the NFL where other teams are also NFL professional athletes. It's not going to go as well as you think it's going to go. What I'd love to see more than anything, one, I'd love to see us draft, and I've seen it in a couple mock drafts, Alabama's quarterback in the first round. He's going to come from a system like Saban, which you can kind of compare to Bills in the NFL. They are friends. They do talk a lot. So I think there could be some chemistry right out the gate when it comes to the system. I wouldn't mind offering Cam Newton the exact same contract this year to be that third down role to where you bring him in. I, I, I'm watching the Colts right now. They just brought Brissett in a couple of times for Rivers. I, I would like to see that. You know, Cam, hey, it didn't work out. I don't believe you're going to be our starter, but we'd love to still sign you again for another year. You'll have a different type of role, more of a mentoring role as well for whoever we draft or you go hit the waivers, which nobody nobody's going to sign you anyways, or the free agency market. It wasn't the season that Cam had hoped in terms of – because there were, there were two scenarios the way the season played out. One, Cam was a phenomenal season. We, sign, we re-sign him, and he's the bridge guy for the next quarterback. Two, Cam is a, has a decent season, but we don't want to bring him back, and it, it markets him for, for free agency. And three – is the situation that none of us saw really playing out, which is Cam having a horrendous, essentially horrendous season. Well, I, I'd call it horrendous strictly because it was incredibly inconsistent, but now it's not, it wasn't a good showing for him in terms of free agency. So the question is, is Cam willing to take on that role? Because Cam is, you know, Cam works harder than, than, than most people in the league would realize probably. And most fans in the league would realize is Cam willing to accept the role as a third down guy? As a, as a second and short, third and goal type of, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, is he going to accept that role where he's not the guy anymore? So, because, because I think he's very aware of what he showed to the rest of the league this season, but I also think people in the league are, are seeing what he's still capable of and seeing that there might be a system out there for him better than New England. So I, I think – the, the, the outing that he put on this season, if nobody wanted him going into this season, I don't see how another team would actually want to pick him up moving into next season. To your point, he didn't do himself justice when it comes to giving, giving value to him at all. So, I, I just I, again, I still think the Pats are done with him, and they're just going to be, hey, thanks for coming. Wish the best for you. Um I got completely blindsided. I'll, I sound like a homer, but I thought for sure living in North Carolina for many years now and seeing Cam, I've always been a Cam hater. I always said that he was uh, overrated. He wasn't the caliber quarterback people made him out to be. And when he came to New England, I'm like, well, if anybody can change that and help build this guy, it's going to be Bill. And it was an epic failure. I didn't see it coming. I still thought 
with four weeks left, we could win three out of the four and still sneak into a wild card. And uh, I think that was the fandom that got the best to me. And the thing is, and we talked about it beforehand, Cam's best games came at the beginning of the season and today, pretty much, where there wasn't a ton of pressure. It wasn't the pressure of missing the playoffs. It wasn't the pressure of anything closing in on him. And I think that's when Cam really shines is when you know there's no there's nothing looming over the back of his head nothing no heavy weights on his shoulders where he can go out and have fun and play the game of football and um which just might not be this which considering the circumstances of this season was not a great situation for cam newton no not at all i figured he'd have more of a chip on his shoulder i know there's a lot of work to be put in on the off season he wasn't able to do um, and the, and the first point, couple games, I, the first couple games, I think we saw that chip on his shoulder come off a little bit where he did play extremely well. And then all of a sudden he got he had COVID and then everything shut down. There's an, there's an entirely new weight on his shoulders of the guilt of maybe doing something he shouldn't have been going out and being a little bit reckless in that world. And all of a sudden everyone's looking at him again and looking at him and saying, I don't know if he's I think there's the irresponsible Cam Newton that we saw in, in Carolina. And all of a sudden he's not in that chip on his shoulder light anymore. He's. The, he's, a, he's a disappointment again. To your point, I hope we clean house at, uh, at quarterback. Uh, you're watching a lot of these guys. I don't want to really put Tua in there, but a guy like Jalen Hurts. You're seeing a lot of these guys that are able to come right out of college and put in work and be successful in their first year. And I think with the Bill Belichick coach staff and veterans, I mean, if nobody opts out next year, I mean, we don't know if that's even going to be an option because we don't know what the NFL is going to do or where we'll be next year. But if we get our eight opt-outs back, if you get Hightower and Chung, that makes the defense even better, which I don't think the defense was god-awful by any means. Um, It wasn't going to be good because your offense couldn't stay on the field. And you have veterans opting out. You have Edelman get hurt, which that kind of leans me into – have we seen the final of Julian Edelman? I, for his physical sake, I really hope so. It's getting a little tough to watch just because I love the guy so much and his knees have to be made of glass at this point. But he's so dedicated and he's so determined to be the very best he can be no matter the scenario, no matter the game, no matter the consequences on his, on his body. He puts everything on the line, and we love that about him. And it's just really hard to watch a guy who loves to play and loves to work as hard as he does that much just go down with you know his back, his shoulder, his knees. Hearing the injuries that he's come out of the season with after like the Super Bowl or after a late postseason run, they're like, oh, his shoulder was completely just dislocated from the rest of it. They're like, how did you catch a pass? How are you waving to anybody? It's... <laughs> It's it's the grit that that guy has, and it would really suck to see injuries. It sucks anytime injuries force a retirement, but if it's for the better of his health and his long term health, I think it's. I think I would like to see him retire. I don't see him retiring though. I see him saying he loves Patriot Nation, this, this, and that, all on over social media, and going and spending one final year with Tom Brady on his final year of his contract, to where you have Brady. You think he's going to Tampa? I think so. I mean, if, if it, I, I don't see Jules just with his mindset, I don't see him going out like this and saying, guys, I got hurt. I'm done. I, I just don't see that with his grind and his work ethic. And to your point, I think he should, regardless, just stop playing football. 
but I don't see him as Jules doing that when clearly Tampa would take him for a medium-sized contract for one year to where you'd have a Brady, Gronk, and Edelman, and they all get to retire and stop playing together. That's a nice story. I don't know if Edelman would leave New England. Um, I think he's a little bit more tied to this than than a guy like Rob Gronkowski or Tom Brady especially was. Um, I think he started here, and I think he wants to finish it here. I hope you're right because the fan base will completely disown him. Um, You saw what our fan base did with Brady, which you can't blame the guy if he wanted to go for certain reasons. He went. uh, We talked about it 100 times, I think, in the locker room between coaching staff and Brady. It was a toxic relationship towards the end, and they couldn't get on the same page. But uh, Julian Edelman doesn't have that. There There is no issue there. They are good together, but... I hope it wasn't his final play as a Patriot unless he does retire, but uh, it would be an interesting story if he did go to Tampa. Um, do you have any picks? Do you have any favorites? Do you have any matchups that you're looking to see? Do you have a, a team that you look at now saying they are going to the Super Bowl? I think it would be really nice if Kansas City went back-to-back just for their sake, for Patrick's sake. Um, I would love to see the Browns pull something out because um, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. Um, and I think Nick Chubb definitely deserves um, some reward for the effort that he's that he's put in over the years. Uh, and it's, it would be nice to see Baker Mayfield work really well with finally an actual head coach um, to show what he's capable of and to silence some of his critics. Agreed. Um, but other than that, um, I don't know if I would be really cool to see Tampa Bay make it all the way to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Um, I think that would be an awesome story. Uh, a little bit weird, but it'd be an awesome story. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it, I, I don't think they have the, the chemistry quite yet to be able to push through the inevitable adversity that comes in the NFL playoffs. But we'll see. I, I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling for the Browns, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, the the team I look at right now, and it's just the more they keep playing, and the more the more reps are getting together. Tampa looks like a nasty weapon, man. They they really do. Um, I can just see the headlines now where Tom Brady wins his seventh in Tampa, first time any team has won a Super Bowl. I think even played in a Super Bowl on their home field. Tampa gets a Super Bowl for what the first time in 18, 18 years, nineteen years. I don't know when when Gruden, whenever that back in the day. But there's a back, lot of yeah, what back when I was even... three. Okay, I I was I was I was in my teens, I think. But we're not going to talk about age. Well, um, yeah, don't don't want to go there, man. Don't want to go there. Um, it would be cool though while we're on here. Plug your new podcast. What do you got going on? I saw I saw the name. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and how it's a little bit different than what we do. All right, all right, all right. Um, this podcast that I decided to start, I've been cultivating for quite some time, actually, uh, because I don't think there's really anything else out there like it. Um, we all know what kind of scrutiny that goalkeepers and goaltenders across all sports 
get. Uh, we know they're a unique breed of athlete and, and person, quite frankly. I, I was one for 18 years um, at the highest level that I could possibly play at in college uh, in, at, the, at the Division One level. And I've, you know, goalkeepers have a, we call it, we call it our goalkeeper union or DK union. And because we have a mutual understanding of everything that we go through as an athlete and training and as people and the scrutiny that we get from fans and, and, and everything like that. And so I started uh, my podcast called just for keeps and I'm going to talk, I'm going to have various different goalkeepers on um, each episode talking about, you know, their life and what, you know, why they chose to, to play the position and everything they've gone through mentally and, and, and their journey as goalkeepers through all, all sports, all, all levels professionally. I have some very cool, some very cool people lined up um, that already that reached out to me that, that said, I can't, you know, this sounds like a really awesome podcast and I, and I would love to, to tell my story. And it's, it's going to be really, it's going to be really fun. Uh, I'm excited about just for keeps. And I think it's, um, I think it's worth a listen eventually. And we'll, we're already on Spotify as well. Um, so that's where you can find me. That's awesome. Do you plan on have any guests that you've had on here possibly? Have we had any? A couple, uh, couple soccer players? We, we, haven't, we haven't had any goalkeepers on this podcast, I don't think. Um, but uh, we'll you just you stay tuned. We'll, uh, I'll let you know when I know. Well, since we're leaning more to the positive side, you get another podcast going on, and we have less than 12, 11 days until the Boston Bruins get back on the ice, and I can't be more excited. And I think the reason... I'm so much more pumped about it than I was with the bubble is they do get to play at their home facility. There's a possibility some fans will be allowed. And I think you'll get the feeling of hockey truly being back to normal. Well, it won't be completely normal because, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest icons in Boston in recent Boston sports history has left for Washington. And to put a plug in on that, there's been a lot of people that say, I can't believe he left, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe the Bruins let him leave. So from our sources, what truly went down is we offered him the same amount of money the Capitals offered him, number one. Number two, we wanted him to cut his ice time down to 12 to 15 minutes a game and possibly be healthy scratches in certain games, and he did not want to do that. No. I respect the man 100%. If he feels that he is capable to continue to play at the level he wants to play and the organization that he was with, us, does not feel that way, it's a peaceful breakup. There's nothing wrong there's with no, it. Yeah, there's, don't bash there's no animosity. Just for reference, for those of you who don't know, Zidane Ochara averaged about 20, 25 minutes of ice time. And for him to cut that, to cut that down almost in half – uh is you know and with the athlete that he is the amount of work that he puts in similar to a julian edelman where it's just how are you doing this this age and and outworking these guys that are 19 20 years old that are half your age less than half your age even it's just it's got to be such a mental break for him to the point where he was like you know what i know i'm capable it's the same same with tom brady same with julian edelman i know i'm capable of giving everything that I've been giving for the last 20 plus years. And I can't, I, I, I won't be able to do that and be happy if I stay here. So I'm going to go and I'm going to continue to do this for at least another year and see what happens. And it's funny because I, I see both sides of the fan bases that one, 
bashed Sweeney for saying, I can't believe you couldn't make it happen. And then two, people bashing Char for saying, I can't believe you didn't leave. Yes, as a Boston sports fan, 2021 has to be the worst, or 2020, excuse me, has to be the worst year that we could ever imagine with Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers, with Tom Brady going to Tampa, and now Big Z going to uh, Washington. Yeah, it's not fun. But also, besides Mookie Betts, look at who you're talking about. You're talking about two older guys where it is time for them to step away from the organization. Or it is time for them to do something. In their 40s. My dad, I remember when my dad was in his 40s. He should not have been dribbling a basketball. It was bad. These guys are... (laughs) These guys are professional athletes, still arguably at the top of their game. Zidane Char a little bit slower, but God, does he still command the ice when he's on it? I don't know if he commands the ice. I still think he's a great power play guy. I think we're, we're going to miss him and what I've said for people for a long time that says that he was slow and old. What he does in the locker room, McAvoy, Carlo, Jeremy, uh, Grizzlick, all those guys would not be at the level of play that they are currently at without Big Z in the locker room, in practice, and on the Here's ice what room. I'll say when I say command has command of the ice. It's when he steps on the ice, anyone on who's wearing a different color sweater on the ice knows that he's on the ice. They know that if, if they take a run at one of his guys, they will be answering to him. If but do you feel he? Do you feel he's done that over the last couple seasons? Oh, I think I think we've seen m- m- much less aggressiveness towards our guys when he's been on the ice. I think just strictly because they, even if he may not have answered the call and, and dropped the gloves, they they're backing off strictly because they know that he's there and they will be answering to him at some, or they they might be answering to him, and that's been enough. Agreed. I, I, I will agree with that, yes. But it will be interesting. we got a young squad. We're not as physical. We are in a very, very physical division. Um, do you see Chara dropping the gloves against any Boston Bruins player not this season? Nope. I've said it, too, because I've seen comments and posts where people are like, well, who's going to be the first one that he's going to go at? And I'm like, he's not. Like, that's not going to happen. But I will tell you this, if I am anybody but the Boston Bruins, I am terrified to see an OV who's very physical, Wilson and Chara all on the ice at one time. It's that's uh, scary. And just when I was t- I've been talking about this with a couple of friends as well, and I really feel terrible for for the Capitals because they did lose. I mean, to through no fault of his own Henrik Lundqvist. I was just imagine Imagine the amount of legends on the ice at one time with Henrik Lundqvist, Alex Ovechkin, and Zdeno Chara would yes. have been just something to watch. And I feel terrible for both for Hank and for, for the Capitals in that sense. But they still, they're still a, a, a big team. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they are, they are the oldest team that will be playing. And they did just sign, I think, uh, I, did, I believe they did just sign Craig Anderson uh, from Ottawa as well. Uh, so he's up, he's wow. up there in age as well as, as, as their new veteran goaltender. So we'll see what happens there. But That's interesting. 
That's just a report that, that I heard. I can't confirm that off the top of my head, but I do remember seeing it. Guys, if he is wrong, make sure you blow our page up about him being wrong. Bully, online bully me if I'm wrong. <laughs> online bully me. Um, Celtics won today, 122-120 to against the bad Detroit Pistons team that we lost to the other night. Um, don't really know what to make about them yet. Don't really think there's a whole lot to say about them yet because it is still so early. Super early, but super, uh, super early. Still no Kemba. Looking good, pretty much otherwise. Um, Jason Tatum has continued to step up his game. Jalen Brown is right where we want him to be. Uh, Tristan Thompson is is proving you know can get to one hundred percent is proving to be the big guy that we need, and he's he's uh, praising Robert Williams, who's really stepping it up another year. Um. I will throw a fun fact out for sure. everybody. Jalen Brown has scored the most points, 165, through the first six games since Larry Bird's 165 31 years ago. Dropping knowledge. I'm not going to say anything because I don't uh, I don't have anything to say about that. I don't uh, – that's, that's cool. <laughs> it, it's a different game. Uh, Larry Bird was a different beast, so I'm not uh, – by no means, folks, am I sitting here saying Jalen Brown's the next Larry Bird, but just a fun stat to see. Um, definitely, it'll be interesting. It's definitely a comparison. It's cool. Yeah, and uh, the one thing, and then I'll get off the Celtics subject because again, there's really not a whole lot to say. But uh, the one thing that I've looked at, it wants to come back to Boston. He's made it clear on social media. He's put some tweets out about it. I don't know why the Celtics are not pulling the trigger on this with Kemba being out right now. It would not hurt to have a guy like IT take over the point guard role while Kemba's not able to play, or even as you ease Kemba back into so two, it. I'd love to two see things. IT we don't really know what IT has in the tank because he's not young really either. Um, I think Danny Ainge has to put a lot of pride aside if he wants to even have a conversation. I don't know if they've talked because he Agreed. did really do wrong a little dirty, dirty. there um Horrible. and you know we don't have to get into details about that because we all know what happened um i think it's going to come down to danny Ainge more than anything else uh we don't know what he wants salary wise we don't know i don't know what the salary cap situation is with the celtics um but there's a lot of question marks in regards to what would his role be pending kemba, kemba comes back um and if Kemba comes back and is the starter again, how much in the hole are we financially? Because now an expensive, potentially Isaiah Thomas isn't playing again. And then where's Isaiah Thomas's head at? Because he's all of a sudden, he was brought in and he's playing and then all of a sudden Kemba's back and he's not. And then he's on the bench again. So what, you know, what do we do there? I think there's more questions than answers for me. I agree. Now I will tell you this. If we have a bad season for the next two years, we don't really finish or follow through what we need. Um, I could see there being some big issues with Danny Ainge because he's had many years ever since the trade when he let go of Garnett and Pierce. And then, of course, Allen walked. He got all the draft picks. He got everything he needed to put a team together. But he hasn't pulled the trigger on a few things, and I don't know why. I mean, he's in that role and we're not for a reason. But if you don't want a title in the next year or two, it's a huge disappointment in Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean, the amount of Eastern Conference finals we've reached in the last five years deserves a title. 
Um, and I think you're right. I think Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens will be under a lot of scrutiny if, if we can't pull one out this this year or next year, because I think the time is now um, with the with where this team is at talent wise and where we've been talent wise. You know, there's less there's less toxicity in the locker room. Uh, I think there's more leadership in the locker room. You know, you got you lost you lost Gordon Hayward, who was a great guy, but, you know, was not what we needed him to be through injuries and through other circumstances. You, you, you know, you lose a massive question mark uh, in Kyrie, who's completely stepped up his game with Brooklyn and they're extremely dangerous. And if anything, if anything is standing in the Celtics way of winning a title, it's Brooklyn right now with Kyrie and Kevin Durant playing the way that they are. And it's, they're, they're, they're dangerous. And I think if anything is going to, like I said, if anything's stopping Boston from, from reaching at least the finals this year, it's, it's Brooklyn. I agree. They're just going to have to stay healthy. Any bang ups at all, it's going to throw them off. But if they do stay healthy, they're going to be a force to reckon with big time. But other than that, Carter, I, is there anything else you want to touch on before we uh, we end our first podcast of 2021? Uh, I think that's it. You know, Pats are not in the postseason. Bruins are coming up. Revs are sort of sitting quietly in the offseason. They've made a couple acquisitions, but nothing extremely thrilling. Uh, Red Sox are working on getting the pitching staff together. Celtics are where they're at a couple games into the season, and if you're uh, interested in goalkeepers and everything that we go through, check out Just for Keeps. Awesome. Well, guys, as always, we enter 2021 in on a positive note. And uh, it's all sports, all Boston, all the time. It's off the post Boston sports. Yeah. Have a good one, Carter.